Welcome back to the Happy Positive Energy Game with me, your host, Luke Anning. I hope all you beautiful people are feeling bright and warm, and if not, that's exactly why I'm here. Last episode, we talked all things getting out of the rat race, so if you haven't checked that one out and you're in that space, definitely recommend my friend, it was a stormer. So today, we're going to talk about eight lessons I've learned directly to coaching and entrepreneurship that I've learned after one and a half years of business and £75,000 made later i'm laughing <laughs> i'm laughing because when i initially drafted my finances this year if i had the same amount of pounds this year and i do everything in dollars because the majority of my clientele are in the us then i would have hit the 100k mark but it's okay because inflation's doing a madness but essentially just transferring purposes 75 thousand pounds now is $85,000 compared to $103,000 if I did this in January but let me know in the Facebook group Badass Tribe by the way if you'd like me to do on a podcast on inflation and what to do with your money as I feel like the mainstream media has really crafted a lot into the wrong direction for people in a fear-mongering and I would love to give my insight on that so yeah a little bit of inspo if you'd like me to do that then we'll drop in we'll drop in next week on that anyhow Let's dive into these eight really important lessons and we'll dive straight in. I'm going to title, then give you a little bit of feedback on what to do. So the first one is if you have a massive dream, it's selfish to think that you can do it by yourself. Like growing up, you probably got told to not collaborate, to do things yourself. Worst advice ever. Without mentors and coaching, I wouldn't be here. Without asking my friends, my six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure friends how to build a business because they've got the business that I'm currently forthcoming to go to or at least they have learned some powerful lessons that I haven't learned yet. If I'm doing it all by myself, I'm going to have to learn all of the lessons the hard way, which is what I ended up doing for the majority of my first year. So if you can get somebody else to teach you how to do it then great and the same goes if you want to build a massive dream like for me i want to build these dream centers that are going to revolutionize the world am i going to be there brick by brick laying it by myself no i'm going to get somebody else in to do it so the same goes for you there's aspects of your business of your journey with your new goals within wherever you're going in life that you can't just rely on you you have to get other people in second is wasting your time building logos and websites is not what you should do in your first year. Focus instead on the people that you're serving. So start of my journey with coaching, um, there was this three-day period, right, where I was like, oh, I want to have this really awesome logo and I want to have this like ideal brand name and I spent about a week, two weeks drafting it all and then I started building a website because that's what I saw all the top companies having within my niche. But here's the thing. Whatever niche you're in, whatever industry you're in, the companies didn't get there because of their website logo or brand name. They got there by producing amazing amazing results and producing a service that was better than others, better than their competitors. So also... Companies rebrand, by the way. And by and large, a lot of companies this year have been changing over from 3D logos to 2D. 
because 2D looks better on integrative mobile platforms. I've changed my logo and business name probably four times over the last year and a half. But it doesn't make a difference. If a massive billion-dollar company is changing their logos at the top, what does that say? That logos are not as important compared to if they had to reshift all of their client delivery... That's a much harder process than shifting a logo. But it's, the logo is not the moneymaker. It's a tiny, tiny integrative part. It's a 1%. Focus on the 80% results, your client delivery, your, your, your client acquisition processes, if you want to start building up results. So branding on the flip side is an entirety of a difference but name logo website isn't the focus for your journey in your first year client delivery and producing amazing results is where the focus is and figure it like this this is the way that i like to see it so if i invest into a fitness coach and i do all the work and i mean do all the work show up every day do the actions that the coach tells me follow the meal plan follow the follow the gym instruction i'm gonna get results i expect results so the same goes for business coaching. If you show up, you do the work, you, you do the actions that the coach has instructed you to do so, then you'll get the results. That's the approach I have now, the same application towards fitness coaching as I would business coaching. If you show up and you do the work, then you'll get the results. It's up to me to make it easier to do the work as the coach. But otherwise, it's up to you as a person to action on the work and action on the most important activities number three pricing your services at low points so you can get people to buy is a complete horror story so this is called market efficiency where you price under other coaches or other niches to get a competitive advantage the issue is as soon as you rise your price raise your prices those customers will leave so it's better to price astronomically, at least in the service-based industry, than your typical opposition. That way you can leverage the resources from gaining those clients, but also so you can acquire the higher, more valuable skills of acquisition at a higher skill level. That way you can apply it to the lower ticket. Tesla actually did this when they started their company. So Tesla initially only drafted their cars for wealthier clients. So they only had $100,000 cars. That meant they had less service delivery to do because they had less customers, but they were acquiring more money from each cell. So that meant that they then got the resources to be able to expand into the middle classes. And then from there, they had more services. So figure this. It's much easier for you guys, if you're starting off as a coach, to have six clients that convert to $6,000 a month than 60 clients that convert to $6,000 a month. So both are converting to $6,000 a month. One is six clients, one is 60 clients. You could even take it to the extreme of having 600 clients at $6 a month. So let's say you have six clients that convert to $6,000 a month. So that's $1,000 a piece. You're going to be able to fulfill six clients needs better at $1,000 a piece and you'll show up better. 
you'll produce a better product, right? Because if you get paid a thousand dollars to to help somebody over six months, that's going to be a way better service than if you priced it at sixty dollars a month. Less so if you pro, pro, priced it at six dollars a month. Because at the ultimate, on the ultimate flip side as well, your your clients are going to get better results if you price higher. Whereas if I'm at this sixty at a hundred dollars a month you're going to have poorer service. It's going to be harder to manage that many by yourself. And it's going to be harder to acquire that many paying system, that many paying customers without having the leverage of having a team or a back-end paid ad system to move you forwards. The only reason you wouldn't go to the first example is lacking the necessary skill set to sell at that higher level. But this is the same skill set that will allow you to thrive at the lower at the lower levels. So pricing your services at a low point so you can get people to buy is a complete horror story. Price them up, learn the skills. Second, fourth. Why am I on second right now? We're on the fourth, we're on the fourth point. Fearing your purpose is like saying to the universe, I'm diverting what I'm meant for. You must do the inner work daily. That way you can dispart the irrational fears and eventually get to a point of clarity in your vision. So if any of you have ever stepped outside of your comfort zone, even just saying, I'm going to get in a cold shower today, you'll notice that inner, boy, inner bitch coming up, those fears, those irrational bullshit fears. But the point is, if you listen to those fears and you listen to those inner thoughts, then you're going to get further and further inside of your comfort zone. Before you know it, you're not doing anything. So it's super important that when you get these irrational thoughts, you choose to do the other thing. Because ultimately, fearing your purpose and fearing your achievement is like saying to the universe or God, whatever your belief system is, I'm diverting from what I'm meant for. And because you do that, it's not going to work out. So step forward in those points. Number five, productivity is getting more done in the least amount of time possible with the least amount of effort as possible. So at the start of my journey, people always used to say, oh, how are you? And I would always say I'm busy. If you don't know the story, I worked 18 weeks, 100 hour weeks every week when I invested in my mentor and just before. So I was hustling. I was hustling, but I never had time for myself. Because of that, I was unfulfilled and that was showing up in my business as well. And I did this self-analysis and I did, um, I did a lot of different things to work out where my time was. I worked out that I'd spent, I was spending four hours a day wasting time scrolling the internet because I hadn't taken productivity action for myself. And there were two big things that happened. I read The Productivity Ninja, which is a book that has revolutionized my entire business. And I invested in productivity and accountability coaching and analyzed my time. Best decision ever for my growth. Because I don't want to be busy. I don't want to be tired at the end of my day. I want to, feel, I want to finish my day and be like, that was freaking awesome. I'm so proud of myself. And I've got so much more energy to carry on being my higher frequency, lower frequency self. Like, Except you're going to have higher and lower frequency emotions. You're going to feel happy. You're going to feel sad on different days. You can still receive. But I don't want to be in a space where I feel burnt out. I want to feel in a space where I feel energized and motivated more so because I've just done work. So six, 
if people love your service, they'll tell their friends and people will notice. So you guys, you know when you like read a book or you listen to maybe a podcast, hashtag little plug, but you're just so excited to share and tell everyone. And from there, loads of people, loads of people follow on. Or maybe you go to a music event and you're like, oh, it's so good. Like we need to go to that. And then next year you have a load of friends come with you. Because you're so excited about that product, so excited about that service that you that you refer your friends. So that's the power of referrals if you're creating results. So at the start, I was just focused on acquisition and building stupid logos. <laughs> but I wasn't as high focused on delivery as well. And results were shit. I'll hold my hands up. That's why... Now we're always adding, always redesigning and making up more efficient ways for our clients to step forward in a faster, possible, easier manner. So when I say our, I mean me and the team and my clients, since without their feedback and without the team's work, I wouldn't be able to do this by myself. So it's super crucial that you ask for feedback and build on your product so that it's more valuable and that more people are going to want it. But you know, when you see a fitness coach and you see that physical transformation from somebody like that's huge. So if you can create the same for your service, some some aspect of amazing transformation for whoever's using your product or service, then they're going to refer it to their friends. And that's a huge, easy win. Number seven is invest more than you're prepared to do so. So even if it's not the most aligned um, service, so for example, the $18,000 from mastermind that got me to 10k a month even though it wasn't fully aligned strategy to me it was still a very high level of coaching and before I was stuck at zero to five hundred dollars during the first three months no idea on my business and it was based on my previous first fitness coach's business model then I invested into group coaching for $10,000 I got up to $9,500 made in a month which was equaled out to three to four K cash months. Then I invested $18,000 over the course of nine months for a mastermind, which took me to my first five to 10 K cash months, as well as 12 K sales months. Then I invested $10,000, which I didn't have. And I want to, I want to, I want to put an emphasis on all of these investments. I didn't have the money for any of these, none of them, zero, three, really hard decisions. First one, I had, I was negative 700 in my overdraft. And I managed to remember that I had, I had the equivalent of uh, $1,000 in a stocks account that I'd completely forgot about. So I pulled that out. And that wasn't the full $10,000. So I invested in that. And then I was still paying it for like another six months. And then that second investment was, I didn't have $18,000 in full. I was paying $2,000 a month a piece. And in one of those times, I fell, fell behind on a payment, so I had to pay back in arrears. Then when I invested $10,000 into a one-to-one coach, I had $500 left in my bank account. $500. So, hello, credit cards. <laughs> but the point being, that last one was an even bigger step. That was the first step to consecutive 7K cash months. And then from there, a $36,000 sales month and consistent higher and higher and higher income months. So I'm set up for $10,000 already within this month without signing anyone new. And that's only come because I've decided to invest in myself. 
continually, continually, continually outside of my means so that it has quote unquote forced my growth. Number eight, content is important, but strategy even more. So before I had no idea what I was doing. I was just posting on a limb. Some days I, was, I would post two, two content pieces, other, other pieces just zero. But content that's captivating and people would want to listen to and it calls them out and follows, and follows them and it genuinely changes their life is so much more valuable than just copying other people's quotes. Sure, do your own quotes, come up with stuff. Quotes are cool, but speak them. Don't just write it out on an easy post. You're not setting authority and you're not being yourself doing that. And then on the topic of strategy, shiny object syndrome of chasing new things all the time, like a kid chasing new toys, is not strategy. Setting a goal of saying, I want to make $100,000 this year is not strategy. So Ed McCracken, CEO of Silicon Valley, um, a graphics, um, basically a graphics computer, computer software company, I read in Good Strategy, Bad Strategy, had a point of 7 billion market cap company in one year. And the strategy was grow by 50%. So initially, the CEO grew from, I think it was like 327 million to the 7 billion market cap potential. But the underlying strategy was just grow by 50%. And so many companies have this just strategy of being goal-based. But you must have a formulative game plan with action steps to move forward. It doesn't have to be time-bound, but action steps and prioritizing are more, 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 more important. Because ultimately, Silicon Valley declared for bankruptcy in 2009. Because they didn't have an effective strategy. It was just grow by 50%. So be authentic, be real, be captivating with your content and have a strategy game plan to what you're doing if you're intending to be long-term with all of this. So eight lessons are, if you have a massive dream, it's selfish to think that you can do it by yourself. Get somebody else in. Number two, wasting your time building logos and websites in your first year is not the focus. Focus on the people that you're serving. Next is learn the higher value skills at pricing higher to thrive at the lower. Next, fearing your purpose is like saying to the universe, I'm diverting from what I'm meant for, so you must do the mindset work daily. Next is productivity. is getting more done in the least amount of time with the least amount of effort as possible. If people love your service, they'll tell everyone, invest more than you're prepared to, and content is important, but a game plan strategy is even more. So with that said, guys, if you love these eight lessons, if any of them resonated with you, share them on your story, tag our new uh, podcast page at the Happy Positive Energy Game. We'll reshare you. We'll get you up there on the story. We're in this together, guys. Keep being the badass as you are. Keep moving forward. I love you. Out.